Welcome to Transcendent. I'm Joe, and I'm the dad. And I'm Raya, and I'm the daughter. And this is Transcendent. And this week we've got an exciting program for you. What's it all about, Raya? This week we're talking about critical insights you need to know about coming out. Ooh, critical insights. So this is a special program for people who have not come out yet. Is that right? Well, it is, but it's not just for the person that is LGBTQ, because we oftentimes don't think about how when we're in a family, I'm not just responsible for me. I I have to I, I'm telling stories about all of my family members. And so I didn't just have to come out to people around me, but you had to come out about me. Many times. We'll Many be times. talking about that. And that is actually that brings us right away to the very first point here of the I, I'm really, really excited about these points here and, and I'm especially excited about point number four, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But point number one is really critical one. You don't just come out one time. No, you don't. No, and that is true not only for you uh, as the person coming out, but also for me and mom as the people who have to, in our own form, come out to our friends to talk about uh, about that we now have a transgender mm-hmm. daughter. Right. It sure is. I, I think through the easiest way that I can think of, when, when I think about coming out multiple times, I have a friend at work who is in a lesbian marriage, and she tells about every single time she talks about her family. She has to decide, is she going to tell them or is she going to find a way to sort of work her way around it? Is she going to say, well, I, I just did, uh, I had a phone conversation with somebody at work uh, yesterday where uh, she said something about, well, this is the same insurance that my wife has. And I thought, wow, I was very impressed with how she just said it so matter-of-factly because I don't know that I would be as matter-of-fact with somebody on the phone about that. And she was so good about it. She's at that level. She's at that level where... She feels as though she's come out to everyone, and it's just a matter of fact. Many times when people come out, it's especially tough in the beginning, and you you choose one person to tell. And and you tell that one person and wait for the reaction, uh, then maybe another, maybe another. But like you said, you end up coming out many, many times. Sometimes we'll, people will do that, and it'll take them a long time to share with pe- more people. And that's okay. Uh, maybe they only want to share with a couple, maybe their own individual family, and they're not out there telling other people about it. Other people will go all the way to the top, and they will say immediately, hey, here's a deal. Here we are. And it's matter of fact, and nobody says anything different about it. And that's exactly the example you just heard. Mm-hmm. Now, for me, it's it's interesting because I, as the trans person, I, as a binary trans person, I transitioned, and now I navigate society as a woman all the time. I really don't have to come out much anymore ever, other than the fact that now sometimes I do come out about my orientation, that I'm still attracted to women, but it's pretty rare that I need to come out. 
Mm-hmm. I, it just doesn't come up very often. But for you, I think it comes up much more frequently if somebody comes up and says, hey, Joe, tell me about your son, <laughs> which probably happens all the time. <laughs> it actually does sometimes because they, that's what they remember. They knew you as my son. Sure. And they'll say, oh, yeah, what are they doing now? And then I can either choose to say, well, I, I, without saying anything, I can get by with, with passing by by saying, Oh well, uh, they're working in uh, they're they're working in the insurance business, and they're doing X and Y and Z, and uh, uh, he still lives in in uh, in town here, and um, and I and I see see him quite often, you know, and those kinds of things I I can pass it, or I can say, well, uh, Raya, uh, she's known as Raya now. And Raya is doing X and Y and Z, which is what I usually do. Because I have to, as as the parent, as the dad, anytime I come across an old friend, if it comes up, I can choose to either do step one, as I did before, or step two, or choice one or choice two. And I usually choose choice two because I don't want to go through, I, I don't want to, put on a front. I don't want to mislead anybody. Uh, so for me, that's the way I would do it. Now, some people are completely different, and that's okay. You, you do what you're most comfortable with and what you feel works best for you. That's right. It's not the idea that I'm going to put a sign on, oh, I'm going to get a t-shirt that says, remember my son? She's my daughter now. <laughs> but... Of course, for you, it's it's you have one perspective as a parent, but then my kids have an entirely different perspective on this, but they have to go through the same thing. So, for instance, one way that we navigated this is uh, we were I was at an event where I, I was with one of my kids and somebody said, um, at this time, we we've sort of changed how we would discuss our relationships and when I first came out we decided that I would be dad and since then we've kind of go, I've gone back and then and said dad doesn't really feel like the right word for me and so we've gone more with parent and they call me Raya but early on uh, we were out at an event and somebody said to one of the the kids oh is this your mom and the child said no 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 this is my dad <laughs> <laughs> And I turned seven shades of red, and afterwards we had a conversation. I said, maybe we could come up with a different way to, to Well, talk I about think this. the funniest story you said when you first when you first came out and you took one of the girls into the bathroom, and there you both were in the women's bathroom. And she was in the stall, and she was saying, Dad, this is Dad. <laughs> she was quite young. And, yeah, Dad, Dad, I need help. And, oh, I was very nervous. That, yeah, that, shh, quiet. <laughs> I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but the, the point is, we are. We are often coming out many times, not just once. We sure Not are. just twice. And that's something before you come out, you'll have to choose how you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Most people will be most comfortable coming out to somebody they really feel close to first, that they are 
fairly confident will accept it. Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to start. And then you may you may never want to tell anybody else again. Or you may choose to do something else. That's right. And that brings us to point number two. Yes. Which is find someone that you know is an ally. Find someone that you know is an ally because when you're first starting to come out, it's very scary and you don't know where it's going to come. You don't know how people are going to react. Uh, You don't know how any of this is going to work out. So you want to make sure that you go and you find somebody that has already expressed, I am an ally. And that's why really being an ally and being visibly out as an ally is so important. So that when you are coming out, you can say, here's a person that I know has already spoken out about LGBTQ issues, and I'm going to go to that person because I know they're a safe person. I also know from my perspective, I can go to a a safe person who is who is a very close friend of mine and I've got a number of very close friends and I haven't gone to one of them. I, I do know some of them, one who we've talked about just recently, very good friend of mine who is not accepting of that at all. But I knew I could tell him because I knew he and I were very close friends mm-hmm. and he feels sorry for me. <laughs> Sure. And you know he's not going to reject you as a person. Right. Yeah. But he's not going to be supportive. Yes, that's right. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. If he's a close friend and he still sees me as a close friend, it's okay. You have have some uh, friends from high school that are still close friends of yours. Yes, I do. And... uh, uh, that's not been a problem for you. I would say for somebody that is like that, and in general, this is going to be easier in an American context where we value very much individuality and we understand that you're living your life and I live my life. And so that's kind of how that goes. I would say that those people are accepting but not affirming. They, they kind of understand. You get to the place where you say, I, look, I know I can't change you. I'm not going to affirm who you are, but I'm not going to go out of my way to harass you and tell you you made a bad choice and all. I know you made your choice and you got to live with your choice. And so I will accept you for who you are. Just don't ask me to affirm you. And I can deal with that. Of course. But I want to point out, and I think this is very important for people to remember, you're hearing our story in all honesty no two experiences are the same. No, they're sure not. Everybody is different in in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Your experiences are not going to be the same as ours. Your reaction is not going to be the same as ours. Your willingness to do some of these things is not going to be the same as ours. Uh, every single one is unique. And again, just keep in mind, that's okay. The the thing that you're gonna find you're you're uh, you're most comfortable with is what you in your own mind feel is right for you. Mm-hmm. If you have heard one trans person's story, you've heard one trans person's story. 
It's uh, you you can extrapolate some things, but you can't do everything. You can't assume that everything is going to be the same. For you dads out here that are listening, and for for uh, other family members, it, just keep in mind that every story is unique. On your end too, uh, you also. If you have a son or a daughter that's come out or is planning on coming out, if you know this and or you even suspect, keep in mind when they come out, you will be coming out too. And you'll be coming out actually many more times usually than they will because of the situations I was telling you about. You've got you've got a longer history. You're older. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've been around a lot longer. You've got a lot of friends. You've got friends you haven't seen in 20 years, maybe 30 years, maybe 40 years. And when they get together, you have to you have to come out. That's how it is. Mm-hmm. Or you can choose to hide it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay, too. Whatever makes you comfortable, whatever you feel is best for you, is absolutely the right answer. Right. It's... It's easy to feel like you have pressure, like you have to be, somebody else did it like this, so this is the way that I have to do it. But that's not the right way for you. I know I oftentimes will want my story to be the same as the story for other people. Well, this is how it worked for me, so this is how it should work for you too. But they're not the same person as me. For some people, they will take steps for instance, with being transgender, they might take some steps and and act more and more the, the gender that they feel on the inside. For me, I was one day one way and the next day an entirely different way. I have no in-between middle ground. I, that's just not who I am. And there was nobody. It was, I'm either telling everybody or I'm telling nobody. And I had no middle ground. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. And that is just how I, I when I once I make a decision, it takes me a long, long time to make the decision. But once I finally get to that place of making the decision, I do not want to wait around and tell people slowly. That is the worst thing that I could do. And other people, that's the worst thing that they could do is tell everybody because they need to gradually do this and they need to come out. We're all different. Oh, we certainly are. And, um, when I when I came out as the parent, uh, it was slow. It was a slow process. I decided I wasn't going to tell everybody. I told a few people here and a few people there, and 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 still, there's a lot of people who don't know. And sometimes uh, it doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. I've had times when I've been out with you or mom, and they have met. You know, when they've met me, and they've assumed that I am Melanie. And, yes. and, or then they said, Oh, I thought you were in Texas. Yeah. Well, no, I'm the one that stayed here. Yeah. And then we have to, we have to figure <laughs> out how we're going to, ch- yeah, well, I'm the one that you knew as the son originally. <laughs> well, that's okay. Uh, and, and that's uh, kind of a, the surprise way of coming out. But remember, we are here because we are dedicating dedicated to preserving family relationships and that's what it's about it we're not here to direct you to tell you how it has to be what you have to do but we are here saying 
save the relationship. Uh-huh. It's the most important part because once you lose them, they never come back. And you never want to do that. Save the relationship. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to our last point, that coming out can be a very, very, very scary thing on this side of coming out. Well, once you come out, the surprise is not only is it not as bad as you thought it was going to be, but you actually, it brings you through to a place of freedom. And so I would say you experience fear before, you experience freedom after. Now, this is especially true for the person who is LGBTQ themselves. Because for you, you've been holding a secret for all of these years. You've been thinking, I don't want anyone to know what's going to happen. How are people going to react? What you don't know is how much burden that is to be carrying that secret. You don't realize how much it has weighed you down. It's like carrying a backpack and you've got just rocks in it. All the time, all of the years that people have told you that it's shameful to be who you are. It's like picking up a rock and you put it in your backpack. And then you find something else and you discover it's shameful to be who I am. You pick up another rock and you put it in your backpack. And you go through life thinking, this is what life is. Life is really, really hard. And boy, it just I, I just feel like it's I'm just always tired all the time. And then you look at this, I think of it like the metaphor of a door like an old gothic door with gargoyles on it and it's a dark black door and it's, you know, it's got, it's just scary and you think, you know, it's got one of those big knockers on it and you think, I do not want to go through that door. Everything on the other side of it is going to be scary. And then you finally, finally get the courage to open that door. And as you do, you look through on the other side and you discover it's, rainbows and it's it's bright blue skies and it's the the smell of flowers and it's butterflies and it's so freeing and you finally get to take that backpack of rocks and you get to take it off and put it down and this door that felt so scary ends up being the doorway to your freedom that's right. That's absolutely right. And that happens also for the parent. It does happen that way, but not in such a dramatic version as you put it, because we're once removed, sort of. And it's, but for us, once we've, once we've decided to come out ourselves and to tell people, it's not something we try to hide. Uh, it's not a secret we have from our best friend. It's it's out there. It's okay. It's fine. And I haven't had one person reject me because I happen to have a transgender daughter. I haven't had one person. And, and in fact, I, really, I haven't had any any negative reaction of any kind even from even from people who are not close friends it's really a, it's no big deal honestly wow not none no i can't think of any 
I, I had a few as the trans person. I, I, of course, had a few people that because it was a because it was me. I think when you're coming out, when it's you telling about somebody else, they understand that you can't control what I do. And it doesn't reflect on you like you think it's going to before you share it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, what have we got coming up next week? Well, we're talking about coming out. So next week, we want to talk about how to prepare for that conversation. When you're ready to come out and you've built up the, the courage, you've gone through and you figured, okay, I'm ready to open up that door. Okay, now what? What do you do to prepare to make sure that that conversation goes well? we got a lot of great things that we're going to be sharing with that. And I think the third point on that is really my uh, the one that has resonated with me the most. So you'll want to come back next week for that. We've got some great stuff we're going to be sharing for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can always go back and listen to our archive. It's pretty small right now, but it's growing over time. As we get those out, one really critical episode that we've done uh, so far is the 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 episode number two on acceptance that all of this is so important that that first step of accepting before you start having these conversations about coming out so if you haven't played that episode i encourage you go back and listen to episode two on acceptance and with that we are also encouraging you to give us some feedback you can feedback uh to us you can send us an email, and that's right. Our email is transcendent at gmail dot com. Yes, and we're looking forward to hearing from you. You got any questions? You got any thoughts? You have any feedback? We'll share it. We'll share it with the whole audience. So we're looking forward to hearing from you, and we're we're looking forward to you coming back here again next week. It'll be a great time, right, Raya? Yes, it will. Okay. Okay. <laughs>